And good morning. Welcome to Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. This is your morning tradition, where we are... Living our traditional Catholic faith. Mike Lisa Austin here, rolling through a Tuesday morning. That's good to have you back. Good to be back with you once again. How you feeling, Lisa? You okay? I'm up. How's that ankle doing? It still hurts. Now, that's something that we're going to have to look at if you're going to go on pilgrimage. I know. I'm going to have to wear one of those braces, I think. And ice and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a serious deal. I know. All right. But it's I, all about the sacrifice, right? I, that is true. Penance, sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Duct tape. That's all I'm saying. Duct tape. Don't be I'll too proud. It. Don't be too proud to stick some duct tape on those little tootsies of yours. No, I was going to do it beforehand. <laughs> what, we're, <laughs> what we're talking about is uh, the the pilgrimage in Colorado. It's called, stand by, uh, Mother Cabrini pilgrimage. We talked about this last year. Yes, we oh, did. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. Well, uh, praise be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now and forever. And welcome aboard your morning tradition for the drive-in or drive home or whenever you're hearing us. We appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. Coming up this morning, we're going to do a uh, Latin Word of the Day segment with our pal Jesus Angel, Angel Miguel, Miguel Garcia. Garcia. Uh, he will. Uh, Jesus will join us. We're going to uh, explore the word magis and magisterium and go on through all of that and see where it ends up. Also, later on, we are going to go into a few details about the, uh, the uh, Mother Cabrini pilgrimage in Colorado in honor of the mercy of the Sacred Heart. And this will be coming up August the 19th and the 20th. And details. And we'll get somebody on the phone, too. Uh, not this time, but soon. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk, uh, chat a little bit more about that. Jim Vogel's going to join us today. Jim Vogel from Angeles Press. Yes, he is. He will be up right after uh, Stephen Cox with the news. And uh, Jim's going to talk about... See, they're getting ready for October already. It's going to be fall before you know it, Lisa. I know it's over 100 degrees in some areas of this country of ours, mm-hmm. <laughs> but before you... Hey, pumpkin spice coffees start coming out uh, next month already. Yeah, it just doesn't fit right now to the me. The end of this month, Cheerios announced they're going to launch a pumpkin spice flavor. Huh. Everything's pumpkin spice. So anyway, October will be here before you know it, and that will mean the Angeles Press Conference. The missions, the Catholic missions, that's this year's theme. Okay. So we're going to talk to Jim about the list of speakers, uh, some of the uh, important information you need to know if you want to go. So all of that. The dates, times, places, all of that. That's kind of our show today, just Mm -hmm. what we're looking ahead at. Um, A quick reminder about the Black Mass, uh, not about that, but about the Mass of Reparation Right. at... uh, the Bicentennial, Bicentennial Park. Park. There we go. <laughs> I have it written here somewhere. I know. Bicentennial Park in Oklahoma City coming up a week from yesterday if right. you're planning to go. It's on the uh, 14th or the, the 15th? 15th? The 15th because it's the Feast of, of uh, the Assumption. Right. So, um, and that'll be a special day here as well. I believe they're having the Mass at noon, isn't it? I think that yep. was what we found out from uh, Mr. McCall, yeah. Yes. Uh, you can get there. There's plenty of ways to get there. Uh, carpool, bus, uh, drive yourself if you want. Mm-hmm. But you can boy, take a plane, a train. Automobile. Uh-huh. If, if you're going, though, try to take some Catholics with you. Oh, absolutely. Right? 
So. This is in reparation for Our Lady because they're going to do some nasty things. Inside, publicly, at at the Civic Center, which just boggles my mind there, in Oklahoma right. City. Uh, before we get to some history or anything else, Lisa, let's check in with our little pal in the Michigan News Bureau, um, Mr. Stephen Cox on the news headline. Stephen? Well, while Donald Trump talks about getting along with Russia, globalists occupying positions of power at NATO have huddled around to discuss how they can heighten tensions with Vladimir Putin. During a recent gathering of NATO's top commanders, the head of the Allied Command said that quicker action is needed to counter, quote, Russian aggression. NFL star tight end Benjamin Watson has said that Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, wanted to, quote, exterminate blacks. While discussing his book Under Our Skin, Watson recently said blacks kind of represent a large portion of abortions. Watson, who plays for the New Orleans Saints as a father of five, identifies as a Christian. He added that, quote, We talk about advancing the black agenda, like we have political power and stuff, but then we turn around and we are killing our children. We are buying the lie that it's our personal decision to make. The priest that was forcefully evicted from St. Rita's Church in Paris last week has spoken about his experience to 1peter5.com. The priest, a former Society of St. Pius X member and who co-founded the Institute of the Good Shepherd, said that police used tear gas and wore riot gear during the eviction, but he noted that, quote, strangely enough, they paused at the very moment of elevation. For Magnificat Radio News, I'm Stephen Cox. All right, Stephen, thank you, and uh, we'll have details on those stories and more coming up uh, within the next eh, half hour or so. Our little one-hour show here, we try to cram a whole bunch in there. Tell you what, there's a lot of information. Traditional Catholic world out there. Uh, Lisa, Mm -hmm. this would be that part of the show when I just flat out ask you. Oh, sure what? How can you know where you're going? If you don't know where you've been. That's why we do history. We have made history. Any day in history. Day that will go down in history. History of this day. This day in history. This day in history. Today happens to be August the 9th. It is the 221st day. I think 222nd day because of the leap year in the year of our Lord 2016. Mm-hmm. It was on this day in 1173 construction of the Campanile at the Cathedral of Pisa. The Campanile is the bell tower, uh, and that became later known as the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That that began on this day in 1173. It took them two centuries to to finish that thing. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was. A- wow. On this day in 1329. Kulo, the first Indian Christian diocese, is erected by Pope John the Twenty Second. The French-born Jordanus is appointed the first bishop. All right, and that's the India. That's Indian, as in India, not American Indians. I'm sure. Thirteen twenty-nine, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourteen eighty-three, the opening of the Sistine Chapel in Rome with the celebration of a mass. On this day in 1854, Henry David Thoreau publishes Walden. 1936, this is when the Summer Olympic Games, the one that the, it was in Germany with uh, Adolf Hitler and all that stuff. Uh, Jesse Owens won his fourth gold medal at the Games. Adolf Hitler was really mad. Oh, really? <laughs> On this day in 1944, the United States Forest Service and the Wartime Advertising Council release posters featuring Smokey Bear for this the another, first time. This is a big one for World War II history. 1945, this is the day we dropped the bomb on Nagasaki. Mm. Fat Man was the name of the bomb. The first nuclear weapon ever used. Atomic bomb. I think, well, the first of only two. So there you go. Yeah, horrible, horrible day. On this day, August 9th in 1969, followers led by Charles Manson, murder pageant actress, 
Sharon Tate. Pregnant. She was pregnant. Oh, sorry about that. Wife of Roman Pulaski, coffee heiress, Abigail Folger, and others. 1974, as a direct result of the Watergate scandal, Richard Nixon became the first president of the United States to resign from office, the only one that I know of. Uh, Gerald Ford took over. He was a Michigander. Mm-hmm. And, and Gerald Ford is the only guy ever not elected to the White House, to, to the White House. right? I think so. He won, I don't think he was elected as vice president or president. I think you're right. I, I could be wrong. Most of the time I am, but maybe I'm right on this one. All right, well, uh, that's your day in history. Coming up later on today, here's a little something for you, too. Noon time today. We always have a conference at noon and 7 p.m. Uh, I love it when Father Isaac Raylia joins us. He will give a concert, a conference, the first half of a conference, on death. This is part of his four last things. That'll be at noon today. But right now, we're going to take a break, come back here, and talk with Jesus Angel Miguel Garcia from Canada. It's your Latin word of the day here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are... Living our faith. Welcome back to your morning tradition here with Mike and Lisa Austin in the Bunker Studios at Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our faith. And right now joining us via Skype from Canada once again, our good friend Jesus. Angel. Miguel. Garcia. Garcia. See, now we're doing, like, we're doing like a choir now for you. That's wonderful. <laughs> we are going to do another segment for you, ladies and gentlemen, on... The Latin word of the day. Jesus is a an etymologist and an educator, and I don't know. Your business card must be about three feet long. But <laughs> short. <laughs> Today we're going to kind of a root word, which is well. Let me just back up. I always like to start with the root word and see where we go. And we're talking about master. Is that the root word where we're going to start, though? Well, yes, master. It's um, it's related um, to obviously um, it comes from old English, and obviously the master is related to Latin, and the Latin word is magister, which is most probably related to magis. And uh, magis in Latin, in, well, in English, the translation from Latin is more. Uh, for example, more important, somebody who is more important. Okay. Um, and we have the words such as magistrate. Oh, the magistrate oh. is the lay judge who administers the law, uh, especially one who conducts a court that deals with minor offenses. Um, and also comes, the, the word magistrate comes from, from Latin, magistratus, which is administrator from magister, who is the master. And also we have in the Catholic Church, we have the word magisterium. Of course. Which is the teaching authority of the Roman, the Roman Catholic Church, especially as exercised by bishops and the Pope. Um, and the word magisterium obviously comes from Latin and it means the office of the master, from magister. Okay. Um, when, and I guess I don't have to go into the definition of master, but usually when we talk about masters, we think of a person who has control of something. For example, he was master of the situation. Or uh, used to be also the, um, the well, we, we talk about the owner of a dog, you know. The, oh, the his master, yes, of course. Exactly. A horse, a domesticated animal, or also a skilled practitioner of a particular art of activity. For example, 
he's a master of all trades. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Or, for example, we can always say that um, Mike is the master uh, of the of his house. Or oh. the castle. I see. Yes, I kind of like that actually. He's the now we don't use it much, much, but it was the male head of a household, the master of the house. And also, it's, we talk about a very strong uh, when people compete in chess or or breach the games. Okay. We talk about a chess master, mm-hmm. or for example, somebody who has mastered a particular trade, um, a, a, a master painter. So we, we know that. Um, but the, the, the word master uh, is very, very pertinent in the Catholic teaching because, for example, we have the word, we, we talked about the word master comes from magis, which means more. And in those uh, Catholics who have done the spiritual exercises uh, of St. Ignatius of Loyola, and um, July the 31st was the feast of St. Ignatius of Loyola, those who have done the um, spiritual exercises um, St. Ignatius talks about the idea of magis, and that idea of magis, more, comes from the call of the king meditation in their spiritual exercises. There is a response to Christ's invitation beyond wholehearted. We can reach for the magis when we do that. So magis means, as I said, more or better. And it's also related to the motto of the Society of, of Jesus, um, founded by St. Ignatius of Loyola, and you must have seen it many, many times, which is ad maiorem dei uh, yeah. a Latin phrase meaning for the greater glory of God. God. Yes, so of course. How many times we have seen the initials A-M-D-G, for the greater glory of God. The origin of the phrase is attributed to, to St. Ignatius, who intended it to serve as a motto or the cornerstone of the religious sentiment of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Actually, the full phrase attributed to St. Ignatius is "An maiorem Dei Gloriam Inque Ominum Salutem, or, in English, for the greater glory of God and the salvation of humanity. Obviously, the salvation, uh, the, the salvation of souls. And uh, in the constitutions of the Society of Jesus, it's established that the, the buildings that belong to the to the Jesuits they have to have the the motto and the the the, the motto on on the on the buildings. Mm-hmm. So it is a summary of the idea. This is uh, the for the greater glory of God. We have seen it many many times and we we use it. It's a summary of the idea that any work that is not evil, even one that would normally be considered inconsequential to the spiritual life, can be spiritually meritorious if it is performed in order to give glory to God. Even, for example, whether you are studying or at home or looking after your family, it can be that work in a quiet way. If we offer that work to God, it can be meritorious. It makes sense. For for Catholics, it makes perfect sense. Yes. I love that. So, Jesus, excuse me just for a second. So we say, okay, so we've got magisterium and master in that. The word minister, would that be the an, an old English? Uh... And the word minister is related to master because when you look at the, the etymology, the, the origin of the minister is related also to Middle English that comes from Old French, and the Old French uh-huh. word comes from Latin, minister, which means servant. And the word minister comes from minus, minus, which means less. So it's somebody who knows or who is a servant of the master, 
or who knows more less than the master. Although nowadays I usually joke and I usually say that times ministers that tend to to know or they want to know more than the master. Uh-huh. <laughs> the word minister is somebody who is basically under under the master, and that's why even uh, in the traditional Latin mass we have the ministers. So, what about the word ad minister or administrator? That ad, what is that? Is that ad- usually yeah? Usually, it's two. Is the preposition meaning two? Okay, so we administer is to minister, or I get it. All right, so here's a curveball for you. You ready for this? The <laughs> word, right. the word magic. If you go magis <laughs> and magisterium and all of that, magic. Where master? Maybe he's a ma- I don't know. Well, the <laughs> magician. I don't know. Magician. The magic comes from old French, and the, the old French magic uh, comes from Latin uh, magicus. And it comes from Latin. It's not related to to magis. Oh. And the the word magica in Latin comes from Greek, and is the art of the magus. Uh, and that word is related to somebody who does um, something magical. Okay. Something, sorcery. Sorcery. Okay. So it's all on its own. This is not related at all. It's off on its own. I didn't know if that meant like a master of sort of sleight of hand or something like that. But it's a good question because at times in English and in many other languages, what it happens is some of the words sound similar, but they are not connected. So mm-hmm. at times we have to be very, very careful. Go to the dictionary, look at the, the etymology, the origin of the word, and see if it's connected or not. The same with many, many saints, and the same with so many dogmas and beliefs that we have in the Catholic Church and documents, we have to go to the sources. Always go back to the sources. Yes. Which is why we have the magisterium. Boom. That's exactly it, because they have the authority. Is the canon, is the rule, and we, we have to go the same as we go to the dictionary, because they are the authority. When it comes to faith and morals, what do we go to? We go to the sacred scriptures, we go to tradition, and we go to the magisterium, to the teaching of the Catholic Church. I love it. Jesus Angel Miguel Garcia in our uh, Catholic uh, Latin Did word of the day. Do we cover the Magi? The, well, yeah, Magi is different, though, isn't it? That, that's right. It's related to magic, the sorcery. It so is. It's, it's not really related. It comes from a Persian word. Actually, it, the origin is a Persian word, and it's not related to magis, the more... But sounds similar, but it's not connected. Okay. okay. So, do, so we've got master, we've got magisterium, minister, magis. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other words that may have that as their root or at least their meaning that we often use and we never realize it. Yeah, in English, not so many um, because probably the the Latin connection. There are so many other words that in English comes from they come from Latin, um, and especially to do with technical at times technical words. In this particular case, we have yeah, magisterium and the, the master. Um, yeah, so yeah. But the question as Catholics, we need to ask, okay, what, when we talk about magis, I talked about St. Ignatius, and usually in the spiritual exercises, the, the, the encourage to meditate, St. Ignatius encourages every single Catholic to meditate about uh, giving Christ wholeheartedly, but not only go doing something for Christ wholeheartedly, but even to do more, which is the magic. But the question is, how can you do something? How can you go further than wholeheartedly, wholehearted service? How is that possible? Well, strictly speaking, it isn't possible. No one can give more 
than wholehearted service. But just as great athletes learn to play beyond themselves at big moments, Catholics and Jesuits, when, when, when we do the spiritual exercises, learn through the meditation on the two kings that it's possible to give more. There is a particular med- meditation in the spiritual exercises about the two kings. So a heroic Catholic is as much poised at trying to balance things and only heroically ambitious goals will inspire a Catholic yeah. to a spring. So total victory is always the goal. And in this case, a spiritual goal, a total victory demands more than total commitment. It requires going further than wholehearted service, doing more, doing magis. We go full circle. I like the word heroic in there, too. Maybe we could circle around and get that. One of these days, we'll look at the word heroic. That should be good. Is that a Latin? That's a Latin word, is it? Yes, it is. So we can always go to to look at the word heroic, and actually comes from from Latin, and ultimately from Greek. Heroikos, which means relating to, to heroes. Uh, so you know you need to go to the word hero, and it comes from it comes from Greek. So we can always look at the another day about heroic virtues. Yeah, oh, yes, oh, yes. Right. Let's do that. Let's do that next time, man. Jesus, Angel, Miguel Garcia. Garcia. I love it. And you're, you're the Jesus Angel Miguel Garcia Choir here this morning. So, uh, Jesus, thank you for your time, my friend. It's been very uh, enlightening as always. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. We always we always play the Matador song for Jesus now. That's his theme song, man. <laughs> you like that? Sure. I love it. I hope he likes it. Well, uh, that means it's break time. We're going to get to uh, the news with Stephen Cox here in just a minute. Still to come, we want to touch base on the uh, pilgrimage out in Colorado coming up, the uh, uh, Mother Cabrini pilgrimage. Uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Up next, though, we're going to talk with Jim Vogel, the editor-in-chief at Angeles Press, about the conference this year in October on the Catholic missions. That's up next. Plus, Stephen Cox of the News here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. This is your morning tradition where we are... Living our faith. Welcome back to your morning tradition. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are... Living our faith. Joining us now is the editor of the Angelus Press, our good friend Jim Vogel uh, in Kansas City. and uh, It's just about conference time. I say just about only because they just launched the... Uh, I don't know if there's pre-registration or not. Let's ask Jim. Jim, welcome aboard. It's good to have you. Good to be here. Thanks so much. So now you're taking registrations now, or can uh, are, can folks sign up we yet? Are, yes, we are taking registrations now. You can uh, do that online at angelospress.org slash conference, or you can call Angelus Press and talk to our customer service. Fabulous. Every year in the fall, the Angelus Press puts on that conference there in, uh, in Kansas City, uh, scheduled with a mass and with, uh, obviously, some of the best Catholic speakers around. Uh, when are the dates this year? It's October 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's a three-day conference, so it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fabulous. Are you going to be in the same spot uh, as last year, or are you moving around? Same spot, yep. It's uh, at the Hilton Airport Hotel in Kansas City. Uh, Very close to the airport if you're traveling or flying in. There's a free shuttle, and uh, 
this will be our seventh year doing the conference. It's our sixth year at that hotel, so uh, we're we're sticking with what people like. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about some of the speakers you have this year, Jim. So every year we've been privileged to have one of the bishops of the society come, uh, and part of the reason is we've uh, we've incorporated a pontifical high mass into the schedule. So so Sunday morning. Uh, Thank God we've been able every year so far to have a pontifical high mass at St. Vincent's Church in Kansas City, which is one of the bigger and more historic churches in America for the society. So our keynote speaker is Bishop Tissier uh, de Malaray, and he has spoken before at our conference. Um, a lot of people know him as the author of the definitive biography of Archbishop Lefebvre. Because our topic this year is the missions, uh, he's going to speak on Archbishop Lefebvre, uh, the missionary, uh, a lot of the historical work he did even before he founded the Society of St. Pius X. Um, we're welcoming back uh, a large group of speakers that have, that have participated in prior years, Father Escara from the Society Seminary, oh, yeah. uh, Dr. John Rao, Andrew Clarendon, and... Uh, Again, if you go to our website, uh, angelospress.org slash conference, you can see our roster. We're still working on one or two more speakers, but uh, most of the slate's full at this point. All right. Father Escar is good. Of course, everyone who knows Father Escar knows he is the quintessential historian. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think often, do you have to have a meeting with Father Escara before he gets up to talk to say, listen, it's just an hour, only an hour? <laughs> He's, he's usually pretty good about that. You know, he's been teaching history at the Society Seminary for so long, but I think he he almost has a knack for uh, for managing time. But yeah. uh, well, the first year I know you guys had uh, availability to have uh, child care. Are you going to have it this year? We're not. We did that the first year, and surprisingly to us, there wasn't much demand for it. So. We haven't offered it since the first year, and, uh, you know, we've, we've considered it other years. It's just never really worked out. It uh, yeah, mm-hmm. never, never never fit into the budget because uh, the first year we did it, there weren't enough people who used it. Got it. Yeah. And what are some prices if, if people pre-register? Do they get a cut in the rate, or is there a special like that? We have a variety of packages, and... Uh, and sort of mix and match prices that you can see on our website. That ranges from, uh, let's say, the full package, which will get you access to the conferences, hotel rooms, all deals, the shuttle to the church. Uh, there's even packages if you can only make it one day or if you only want to attend the conferences and so on. So uh, there are too many options to go over even on a call like this. I just uh, I encourage people to go to the website and, and see what makes most sense for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, So, okay. So the missions, the Catholic missions, uh, is the topic, the overall topic of the Angelus Press Conference. Again, we're talking with Jim Vogel, the editor in chief at Angelus Press, and the conference coming up in. Say it again, Jim. It's it's October, and I should bring the website. It's October seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yeah, a little over two months. All right, all right. And uh, because I didn't pull the, I should pull the website up right in front of me. But I just figure you're on the phone. Hey, I'll just ask you now. (laughs) Now. Uh, you, you the, the missions, you talked about um, uh, Bishop uh, Tissier is going to talk about, of course, uh, Archbishop Lefebvre in Africa, I would, I would suppose. But um, Father Ascara, how's he going to attack uh, the missions historically, I guess, historically, the missions? Right. So what we're trying to do and what we've tried to do in the past with our conferences is take one general theme and then uh, attack it from different angles. So with a topic like the missions, 
on the one hand, we're going to have some talks that focus on the, the work the Society of St. Pius X does around the world today. There will be some general, more, uh, more dogmatic or principled talks. For instance, one of the talks is on the decline of the missionary spirit since Vatican II in the Church at large. Scar's topic is one of the historical talks, so he's going to be speaking on the work the Jesuits did in South America, mm. which is an absolutely fascinating story. Uh, he's Argentinian, so he not only knows it uh, well personally, but it's something he's been teaching in the seminary for a long time. So uh, that's one of the fun things we get to do organizing the conference is, is try to come up with a list of topics that uh, approach one general theme from various angles. You know, I just pulled up the website, and I'm going through the list here, and I see uh, Father LaRoche is going to talk about Islam in the Middle East. Uh, as far as the missions go, boy, that's going to be that's going to be a, a hard-hitting topic. That's probably going to be one of the—when when does he come on? Because that's going to be right in prime time, man. Right. We haven't finalized the schedule, but Father LaRoche is a, uh, he's a French priest of the society. Oh. Uh, he's actually done some work in the Middle East himself, so— that's an example where he won't be speaking just theoretically, but he's got the pastoral experience, and I'm personally very, very uh, eager to hear what he has to say about his experience. I think I think it's primarily in Lebanon, but you know, yeah. there again, that's one of the reasons we chose him. Yeah, I, I mean, given the the climate of the world today, the missions of a Catholic priest, the mission of a Catholic priest. There really, there used to be safe places. You know, you'd go off to a mission. You'd say a Catholic priest might go off to a mission, and it would be, you know, not a whole lot of danger. In today's climate, though, our Catholic priests are literally, to varying degrees, their life is in danger. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it boggles the mind. Right. As we saw it just recently. And also, right, and that's that's the thing. It's not even in. Uh, what would historically be known as hostile territory. I mean, it's almost happening in our backyard at this point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Jim, can you give us like what the, what the weekend is going to look like? Like a, like walk through the weekend with us. Yeah, man, I want to know about food. Sure. I'm all about food, Jim. So, you know, it's a fair, it's a fair question. So, um, <laughs> we do start every day with, with mass, uh, Friday and Saturday, we have that available at the hotel. And then on Sunday we have a shuttle for, uh, for everyone to get to the Society Church in Kansas City, which is absolutely worth it. Um, there's three meals a day, except on Sunday. There's no there's no dinner on Sunday. But uh, the conferences, the talks themselves, are spaced in such a way that there's a, a normal break between every lecture, so people have time to visit our vendors. We usually have about uh, 15 to 20 different tables from different schools and apostolates and, well, of course, Angela's Press Books which people should buy. Um, and we, one of the big things that we've learned from doing these conferences years is that uh, a lot of traditional Catholics, uh, you know, live in areas of the country where they don't have a lot of uh, fellow travelers. They don't have a lot of community life. And people seem to really enjoy just visiting and getting to know one another. So we've, we've, uh, we've adjusted the schedule over the years so that there is a lot of time in the weekend to have uh, yeah, visit the vendors, talk to fellow Catholics. Uh, the one special thing I would point out is that on Saturday night we do uh, a more formal dinner than the other meals, and we have a slideshow presentation. So that's always something special. And again, you asked earlier about the, the prices and the different packages. That's a standalone option if people want to come just for that. Uh, we try to be as flexible as we can to 
uh, accommodate different people's interests and, and schedules. Now, it starts on Friday night, correct? It starts Friday morning, actually. Friday morning. What time? Uh, the first talk is usually at 9.30 or 10. Again, we're, we're right about to finalize the schedule. We do have mass and breakfast first. Okay. Um, that is something that's changed over the years. We used to start Friday night. Um, what we learned, though, is that most people who were traveling for the conference were coming in on Thursday anyway. So um, we decided to just fill up the slate on Friday. So instead of having, uh, you know, usually we had one or two talks Friday evening. Now we have a, a full day. So for people traveling, it gives them a few more talks and, again, more time to spend with fellow traditional Catholics. Yeah. So do you also have a full day on Saturday also? Sure. That's correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. This is a, a very efficacious weekend, October 7th, 8th, and 9th in Kansas City. Get to uh, angelespress.org. Get your reservations now because they fill up. Uh, ha- you were sold out last year, weren't you, Jim? Uh, we were. We've sold out several years, uh, and it's always close. So, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be a salesman anyway, but I will point out that uh, there's a there's a real risk of uh, not getting a spot if you wait to the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just a couple more questions because I'm just looking at the schedule now. I just pulled it up. Friday night you're doing a trivia game? What can I win? <laughs> <laughs> that's to be determined, but uh, that's actually part of the Catholic trivia game Angelo's Press publishes. Oh, yeah. uh, we did it last year for the first time. It was not originally on the schedule. It was just something we thought we would try uh, because we get a lot of young people that come to the conference, too. And, again, it's a way to, to meet new, new traditional Catholics, have a good time, it's after the formal, uh, you know, let's say, conference schedule ends. But uh, we bring in a, 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 a great gentleman from here in St. Mary's, Mike Hattie, and he runs the trivia game. He actually does it here in St. Mary's uh, quite often, so he's, he's kind of known in the area. But uh, it's based on the trivia game we sell. Uh, it was a huge success last year. Everyone had fun. Um, and I encourage anyone coming to the conference to, to try to make it because uh, you won't regret it. Well, and I'll tell you what, buy the trivia game if you don't have it already. Get it for your family at the conference. We have it here at the Austin yes. Family Compound. And I'm telling you, family game night, it's it's fun, and you laugh, and you have popcorn, and you just have a good time playing the Catholic trivia game. But the thing is, you're learning your faith, and you don't even realize it's you're true. learning, you, you know, and it's a good time. It is. All right. Jim Vogel uh, from Angelus Press, the Angelus Press Conference coming up October 7th, 8th, and 9th. Go to angeluspress.org. Get your seat. You're going to want to be there this year. Hey, Jim, anything else you need everybody to know? That's it for now. Uh, if you're not subscribed to our email list, you will get conference updates if you subscribe. Uh, check the conference website for all the information you need. And again, uh, feel free to call Angelo's Press anytime. Our customer service staff can answer any questions. All right, Jim, have a great day, my friend. God bless. Thanks a lot. Thank you. God bless. Hey, that was. Did I have? Okay. I didn't know if I had hung up on him or what. <laughs> I think I did. I thought you were about to sneeze. No, I, <laughs> I didn't know if I had hung up on him. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, we're going to uh, take a little break and come back here and finish out your morning here on uh, Magnificat Radio and your morning tradition. We're going to talk about another pilgrimage that's coming up. And our goal was to do all the pilgrimages, but you know what? That's not going to happen this year. No. But half the team might be able to do this one. And you might be able to do it as well. We're going to talk about the, uh, the pilgrimage on Colorado. Mother Cabrini coming up. More on that with the big hair lady. You could walk side by side the big hair. 
Yes, you could. Just imagine the hairspray. Imagine. I'm trying to work on it, actually. Really? We're still working out the details. Oh, okay. May may not. God willing, the big hair lady and a couple of the cherubs will be marching next to you. All right. Well, we'll talk about it next. Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. It's your morning tradition with Mike and Lisa Austin right here where we are. Living our traditional Catholic faith. And we're back. Welcome to your morning tradition right here every weekday morning, bringing you a little snippet of the faith, your Catholic faith, your Catholic life in radio form. And That's right. God willing, kind of getting you sent for your day in a good mindset. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our faith. And uh, coming up today, throughout the day, to help you live that faith, we have uh, traditional music, we have uh, prayers, conferences, little poems and stuff. The conference today, by the way, at noon, uh, Father Isaac Relia, uh, part of his four last things, we're going to... We're going to have him on uh, talking about death today. And it'll be the first, I'm going to have to split it up, so it'll be the first of a two-part series on his talk on death. Okay. Father Isaac. So, coming up, the 17th annual St. Isidore's Mother Cabrini pilgrimage in, out in Colorado. Uh, these are our friends out in Watkins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 19th through the 20th, we had the honor of meeting several of the folks from out there, the Gadashes and the Condors. Yes. Uh, at ordinations, spent quite a lot of time with them. What a great group of folks out in Colorado. Well, this is your opportunity to meet them and others uh, in honor of the mercy of the Sacred Heart. The pilgrimage is on the 19th and 20th. Uh, there are the Benedictine monks, some are coming. It's a 50 mile pilgrimage mm-hmm. over two days. So you were right. Yeah, they're doing like 25 miles a day. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, for your first pilgrimage to be able to... Okay. I go with gusto, don't I? Ladies and gentlemen, here is... Okay, here's what's happening. Now, a pilgrimage, obviously, praying along the way, penance, right? It's right. not about comfort and coziness. No, it's not. It's it's a little pain involved. My beautiful wife has decided that she thinks this would be the first one that she should do. Right. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Now I can't go with you on the Santa Fe pilgrimage because it's for men and boys only. Right. So you could come with me to this, the Holy Hill. The next one we could do Holy Hill together, all of us. Holy Hill here in Wisconsin. That's a nice, easy one. Not easy, but I mean, it's a nice one to start with. It's a beginner one, sort of. Well. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I'm just Denver saying. Denver sounds so much better. It, yeah, it sounds good, but you're. It's uh, well, uh, coming up. It's a two-day thing. First of all, here's a lady, my beautiful big-haired wife, who hates camping. Hates it. But then again, it's not about comfort, right? Right. So she's sleeping in a tent on the ground. Because it always rains when I camp. Yeah. Always. So those of you going on the uh, Mother Cabrini pilgrimage, if Lisa does go, bring an umbrella. (laughs) Well, you want to know what I found out about that? What? The overnight stay is going to be at the Berkeley Community Church. Are you sleeping on a pew? I don't know. There's an upper level and a lower level. So the ladies sleep at the upper level. The boys and the men sleep in the lower level. So you don't need to have a tent. No, I don't. Well, this might be okay for you then. Mm-hmm. There'll I be know like a little concerned. A little cot, and you want to take the sleeping bag. Yes. That's all you need. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, the Benedictine monks are coming. It's a 50-mile pilgrimage. Um, you walk from St. Isidore 
the farmer church there in uh, on the plains of Watkins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I always think of Colorado as being nothing but mountains. Me too. But they do have that. And you walk to the shrine of Mother Frances Cabrini in the foothills of Golden, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, Two days. And, of course, you have Mass at the beginning and the end. Yes. uh, We're going to get a hold of some folks out there and uh, and get them on to give us uh, all the details. Suffice to say, if you go to St. Isidore the Farmer Roman Catholic Church, their website, which is stisidore.org, search around. You can find details on the... uh, on the pilgrimage itself, which happens on the 19th and 20th. Which is next week. Of this month. Holy mm-hmm. cow, it is already next week. I know. How soon do you need to register? Well, soon. Sometime this week. Yeah, that'd be good. So i got to line things up there, Mike. All right. 19th and 20th. I'm just saying, is there a way we could all do it? <sighs> it would be nice. Well, anyway, we'll we'll chat about that. Um, yeah. Uh, you'll have a chance for confession. Confession on a pilgrimage is something special. It is something because you're you're already wore out, sweaty, tired, mm-hmm. uh, and and you're just spilling out. You know, you're spilling out to Father as you walk along side by side, mm-hmm. and He's listening. And then it's not like you have to go. Okay, the first chance I get, I got to do my uh, my penance. I got to get. You're you're like boom, do it right there go <laughs> right so uh right. and spiritual direction meditations you you chant the rosary as you're walking is beautiful mm-hmm. and i've never seen this shrine before and what's the uh the not the theme but what do you call it there the mission for this pilgrimage this year the in honor of the mercy of the sacred heart okay mercy of the sacred heart i don't know what the script is for this uh, um for this uh, pilgrimage, mm-hmm. you know, you always get, you know, the script, whether it's a shell or a, uh, uh, a kerchief sort of thing, or like we took the nail for the Santa Fe pilgrimage, the, the nail. Right. But um, you have to get registered by this Sunday. Okay. So they want registrations in, and you can download an, uh, an Adobe uh, a PDF uh, registration form right there. At stisidore.org. Right. And just well, we're going to try and get somebody on for that, too. Very soon. I think we should do that in the next day or two. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're going to get someone on to talk about so the uh, Mother Cabrini pilgrimage. Right. It says, this annual pilgrimage is a spiritual journey to the shrine of Mother Cabrini at the foot of the Rockies. It is conducted in honor of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini for uh, her powerful intercession of the Catholic faithful in Colorado, they received the restoration of the Tridentine Mass and their new traditional church. This is one of the reasons why they do it. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. That is neat. It is. Did you get all of that off of their website as well? Yeah, it did. At readily available there at stisidore.org. Go check it out. And that's just about going to do it for us today, Lisa. All right. That's all the time we have. Our thanks to Jesus Angel Miguel Garcia, Garcia. for being on with us. Uh, this morning, and Jim Vogel as well from Angelus Press. Yes. You can get all the details on the conference coming up in October, all on the missions. And do join us today at noon. Father Isaac will be here to talk about uh, the part of the uh, the four last things, his first uh, half of his talk on death. And then, and, and it's not, I mean, it, 
if you just say he's going to talk about death, sounds depressing. But this is this is efficacious. This is stuff you're going to you need this. You need this. You know you do. So that's going to be uh, today at noon and again at seven p.m. Mrs. Weigel. Yes. Uh, just about ready. We're almost to the end of a small miracle at Lourdes, the book she's been doing. Oh. This is Weigel's bedtime story. So great, another and, book down. Yeah. Well, and we're right into another. I think she's got some poems and stuff coming up too. But tonight, another chapter of that here at seven thirty. So uh, thank you and God bless for being part of our day here at Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. This is your morning tradition where we are... Living our traditional Catholic faith.